we have a birthday boy joining us right now. We have a birthday boy joining oh, really? us. Okay. Dr. Joe Eastman is kind enough to join us. Uh, Dr. Joe is our COVID uh, specialist. We've been talking with him for years uh, about this. We've got an, getting an update on it with that today as well as other things. And he's going to talk climate, too, because he follows that because he's smart. And it is his birthday. He is 22 years old. Dr. Joe, happy birthday to you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, kind sir. But... I, I'm going to have to say I'm very disappointed he didn't play me Casey and Roundhouse happy birthday song today. <laughs> I, 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 I don't do requests, man. <laughs> this, this is not a music show. What are you talking about? Uh, I could sing for you. Would you? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Dr. Joe. Happy birthday to you. How about that? Oh, that suffices. <laughs> uh, Dr. Joe, kind enough to, ch- to chat with us about how things are, are, are going with this. Uh, I wanted to you know, start off, if you don't mind, the uh, Star Tribune, shockingly, and it's because we were so used to these stories for so long, uh, they shockingly covered COVID today. And so I've got some numbers for us here. The 40 COVID deaths reported in Minnesota in June, 40 people died in June, the lowest monthly total since March of 2020, the start of the three-year pandemic. While preliminary, the total total halves the 83 COVID deaths in May, falls well beyond the 239 deaths in January, according to the Thursday weekly update by the Minnesota Department of Health. State's COVID total now is 14,896. Wow. Um, they once again go on to say seniors account for 83% of the deaths, but that doesn't, uh, uh, that, like that's a qualifier. I mean, it's still a, a 14,896 dead. Um, first of all, your thoughts on this. I mean, it's, it's, it has been, um, it's, it is definitely a lot better than it was, although it is terrifying how numb we have come to the idea that 40 people dying of anything in a given month in the state is no big deal. That that that's. I mean, it, before the pandemic, if forty people died, we would have rolled out the entire state government to try to stop whatever it was. Today, we're high fiving and celebrating, and really, basically, doing nothing to stop it anymore. Yeah, I, I guess you could say we uh, enjoy it while you can. Yeah. <laughs> I um, yeah, you know, it's getting so hard to find any stories covered anywhere. This is a shocker. I did not see that. Thanks for pointing that mm-hmm. out. I'm, uh, but yeah, 40 deaths. Come on, folks. And the other thing people don't realize, uh, we got a lot of people that are getting long COVID now. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to be paying for this for a long time <laughs> if we don't do something right now. So, um, yeah, it's good to see a little coverage, but... Um, we need more. <laughs> the, we, we got a lot of things going on right now. Now, one of the things, and I want to come back to the long COVID here in a second, but let's touch back on these numbers because once of the, once again, we should note the 4th of July, the last two years has acted as, or three years really since 2020, has acted as a pivot point. We've had a gradually downward trend in cases comes the 4th of July and we start the long, slow uphill towards the fall. And, and it's so far... Uh, they said the, the there's been a small increase in cases. Um, July 4th has been a pivot point of the pandemic each year. Minnesota officials are monitoring whether holiday gatherings produced a measurable increase in viral transmissions. Um, hospitalizations in Minnesota increased from 43 a week ago to 61 on Tuesday. Neither number threatens the state's health system. 
Um, so basically, there's an increase in, in hospitalizations, and the sewage sampling in metropolitan wastewater plant has showed a slight increase the last week. So once again, it might not be as robust as we've seen, especially in 2020, 2021, 2022, but we are still seeing, once again, what looks like a July 4th effect where we're seeing more signs of, of at least increased, possibly increased cases and increased uh, you know, virus in the sample sizes. Yeah, you, you got that right. And I, I was just going to point that out today. If you look at it uh, nationally, um, gosh, it was back in uh, yeah beginning of June. We were we were probably about oh I would say about 1.1 million active cases on a on a given day. Um, since that time, we've creeped up to about one and a half million active cases, and this is. This is estimates uh, based on the CDC and and the, the some of their wastewater data. They filter, they bring in uh, hospitalizations and deaths and things, but uh, it's still vastly underreported in terms of the magnitude of the number. So um, you know, and it's it's increasing nationally, but um, you know, in the past summers we've been seeing this where it starts increasing more in the south. You know, as things get hot and people are stuck in their air conditioning and, and such uh, without adequate ventilation, uh, recirculation or fresh air coming in, you know, they start, it started going up in the south, and then we'd see it climb in the northern states. But if you look at it regionally now, every single region in the country is starting to climb up, and it, it's, it's fairly dramatic since uh, the middle of uh, June, and it, it's it's really started ramping up since, like you say, the fourth. I'm starting to notice um, the uh, western part of the country is just kind of skyrocketing at the moment. So um, keep your eye on it. Um, you know, we we got uh, the new virus that uh, is is kind of kicking butt around here now. Is the EG.5 another recombinant and. Uh, and uh, it's got a, like a 37% growth advantage over uh, the dominant one right now, which is XBB uh, 1.16. So, um, and, and that's the one that's dominating right now. And if, you, if you've noticed in their following things, the XBB 1.5, which was dominant for quite a while, and is going to be used in our new uh, cocktail for our boosters in this September, is almost faded uh it, well it's faded quite a bit since it, before and um that's what our vaccine is going to be based on even though four to five months ago we we're me and a bunch of other scientists were were saying no you can't go this way <laughs> that thing's going to be gone here by the time we roll out the booster uh the good thing is it's still going to offer protection for these xbb uh recom combined uh, virus types that we're we're seeing so prevalent now so um that's kind of the good news if you haven't got your booster yet and you're due for it i um i i it's your choice of course but i would recommend waiting for the the new uh monovalent uh, booster to come out this fall and and go with that that's going to give you the the maximum protection they did um, they did they were saying 69% of the elderly have gotten their boosters and everything. So that's one of the reasons why it's doing better. And we, you know, to be fair, the numbers are down. Once again, 40 is a low number, but still it's 40 people that died because of COVID in the month of June. 
That being said, can you, you know, for, for everyone out there, so when they come up with a flu vaccine every year, is it, you know, obviously one of the things that it seems to imply here is that the, the flu virus that that happens, it, it just doesn't change that much. That that you can't, you know, it, it's really not, you know, that much of a deviation, whereas we're seeing wild swings, it almost feels like with COVID, that, you know, it, it's, it, you know, that, that this vaccination that comes out, it, well, the virus has changed so dramatically that the concept of, of what we do with the flu vaccine is just not going to work here because it's, it's changes so dramatically between variant after variant. You, you've hit the nail right on the head, man. Uh, you know, and you can think about it. It's kind of like, uh, raising, a, a, a kid, you know, uh, when they're young, they, they're pretty wild and they're doing all kinds of things. And then as they grow older, you know, they, they get more, more, more in line or whatever you would call it, just uh, start to mature and everything. Well, the same thing goes for the evolution of these viruses. The flu's been around forever, of course, and, and uh, this, this COVID is still, still a young toddler and, uh, we still got about 90% of uh, likely mutations to go uh, before we reach kind of the mature phase where it's not going to change much anymore from year to year. So, um, yeah, it's, you, you nailed it just right. I, the, these comparisons with flu and COVID, uh, because the way things are going right now, just drive us scientists right up a tree I, it's like oh gosh please no don't do this <laughs> mm-hmm. um so yeah we're uh, and by the way i am starting to forecast rsv and 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 flu and i just saw that uh, kansas city is really getting a their, their preschool is in session right now and they're really starting to see a big respiratory surge there um and the scary thing is it's mainly occurring in the pre-K kids. Um, the adolescents are about 14%, and the, the pre-K kids are 41% showing symptoms now. And that's an astonishing number for uh, you know for an area. And that's Kansas City. that this early. And that's Kansas City. And that's in Kansas City, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I'll, I'll follow up on that later, but um, yeah, it's, it's kind of frightening. There has been a lot of research here done in in the last few months. Once again, thank you, scientists. Um, in regards to what is dictating how some people get COVID, because there twenty percent of people didn't even know they had it until they took a test. Uh, a study published by the Journal of Nature on Wednesday shows that people who carry a common change to genes that code for certain immune system molecules that sit on the surface of cells called human uh, leukocyte antigens, or HLAs, are more likely to have COVID-19 without any symptoms. Another study, which was recently posted online as a re- uh, preprint ahead of peer review and publication, found that individuals with certain changes to genes near FOXP4, which codes for a protein active in the lungs and immune system, appear to be more likely to develop long COVID. So we we are understanding, I mean, and this is this is helpful because, I, 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 well, I guess the first question I'll ask you is, how easy is it to screen for these kind of genes? And, you know, if I was to go in, I mean, is, is that something that they can do quickly or is that something that you really have to do kind of an advanced study to determine whether or not you'll have a predetermination for long COVID or not to have COVID at all? 
No, no, this is this is something they could do as a, a standard part of uh, you know uh, testing people when they come in. I uh, it, it really does need to be done. I don't know why it's not. I guess probably the bottom line is dollars uh, would be what I was thinking. I mean, who's going to pay for it? Yeah, because they're not cheap tests either. It's not like something real simple that that way. But uh, it does take some lab work. Uh, you could get a turnaround in like a day and, and know what's going on. And uh, there, there, besides those two studies you mentioned, there's another one that uh, is also so, showing a similar uh, result to the uh, Fox B4. And um, I kind of summarized those in uh, one of my latest uh, substacks so people can read a little more about it. And um uh, the, the, the one study you just mentioned first is is really actually gives me hope because um, you know we we can not only detect better people that have it or are likely to not test positive for it if we know that a priori, but um, when we start looking at the genetic engineering and some of the therapeutics and. Uh, some other possible like uh, nasal treatment preventions for instead of vaccines and, and taking that kind of route just to prevent infections, um, this might have some pretty big implications. So I was really excited when I saw that study yesterday. And, um, uh, you know, you said 20 percent. And now I, I'm now working with a group in in the, the World Health Network, a bunch of scientists from all over the world. And and when I talk to these people from other parts of the world, they're they're looking at about sixty percent uh, uh, asymptomatic, which I just it absolutely floored me because mm-hmm. you think about that, think how many people are walking around right now with that damn virus. <laughs> yeah, like, and that's whoa. the thing is, on one side you're not getting symptoms, the other side you're carrying the virus, and so someone that can get the symptoms can get it, but. You know, it's it's that's, that's right, and the, and it and it's made it. Hopefully, you didn't get a big dose when you caught it. Um, that's a big thing, you know. How much you somebody sneezes on you, boy, it's run. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know, that, that's the big thing is is um, we have to do something about uh, slowing this down. So you know, the other day I brought you. Uh, sent you a little thing about my new uh, air quality monitor. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I use this thing to, uh, when I go, go around to businesses, and yesterday I caused the biggest panic in my dentist's office. <laughs> the whole place essentially shut down and gathered around me, and I'm like, do you realize your CO2 is 10 times higher than what it should be? And your formaldehyde and total volatile organic carbons are are a hundred times what they should be. And the lady came up to me and she's like, "Is that why I'm feeling tired?" And I said, no. "Yeah, that can do no. it." Uh, Joe, Joe, what you look you at her? Little... You have to look at her and say, "No, that's because you're old." Uh, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's, but this isn't helping. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is why you can't take me when you do these things because I'm the witty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i asked, asked her if she was feeling nauseous too and she, she said yeah i feel good right now <laughs> you so shouldn't he's on that he's getting it turns out the hvac system had completely clogged up and shut down and it was an absolute mess 
So I went to a couple other places uh, doing my errands and stopped at my favorite Mexican restaurant to grab something to go. And and the air quality in these places was just fine. So okay. I was really encouraged by seeing that. So Well, you probably helped those people out greatly. All right, we'll come back to the COVID recap here. I did want to give you a chance. When we were talking about the you, – and you brought up the particles here. This is that day. We were talking about the climate change and all this stuff out there. You're a guy that deals – I mean, this is – to reality, this is the most basic form of math, you know, science out there. You just, you know, fa- you know, factor them in, average them together. You know, y- your thoughts. I mean, the, the the world is on fire right now. Oh boy, it, it, it's absolutely incredible. And it, you know, since I moved up here, you know, I've I've been up here about fifteen years, but uh, I always followed my home state and kept track of the weather when I used to be an active forecaster and stuff and. And I just, I started noticing this weather pattern change about 20 years ago that I'm going, hey, th- things are getting a little dicey here. And and uh, it, I'll, I'll break it down to a real basic thing here. Uh, there's a gradient between the poles and the, and the equator, okay? It's called a temperature gradient. Naturally, the poles are colder. And what that does when that gradient is really strong it drives the jet stream and uh, makes the jet stream stronger, the stronger the gradient is. Well, I've noticed, and you alluded to this correctly yesterday uh, when you were talking about the Canadian wildfires and how their springs are so warm and they're drying out so early. Well, that's what's part of what's going on is with the poles warmed a lot quicker, which we expected according to theory about 40 years ago. So it's not surprising. But um, what has happened is we've lost our jet stream. <laughs> and, and what happens then is we don't move stuff through the country every seven days. It's kind of the time scale it moves through the country. So these weather systems are sitting there, and they don't have anything to push them out or steer them. And they're just sitting there spinning, and they, we get these Hudson Bay highs that form something called an omega block. And the weather just can't go anywhere. It's Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we have these extreme rainfalls. Uh, you're stuck under high pressure, which is hot, hot air, and uh, and it, it's going absolutely crazy. So um, you think about the long-term consequences. We're dealing with it here in the short term right now. But my gosh, think about it in terms of the pandemic and and things like that. Everybody moving indoors because they can't be outside. Uh, that's not a good thing. <laughs> Uh, for health-wise and a lot of reasons for that. <laughs> so, uh, one, uh, one last science bit here for you before we do a quick recap on the COVID stuff. Uh, moon landing today. Uh, and it was 69, so it's 54 years ago today. They, la- they actually walked on the moon. That's right. And uh, I'll never forget that because uh, Mom and Dad and I and the family were back from visiting up north. We always did our summer vacation up here, usually on their birthday, but we did that year, and we're back, and we're, we got the rabbit ears and tinfoils out, and we're trying to get this thing in, and we get her in, and, and I look at that thing, and I'm just absolutely fascinated. Seven-year-old kid, this guy's walking on the moon. Wow, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And I looked at my mom and dad, and I said, you know what? Someday I'm going to work for NASA, and I'm going to live on a west north. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I didn't think they'd quit laughing for 10 minutes, and I ended up doing it. Well, they came for the, see, as I grew up with the science of the hot side stays hot and the cool side stays cool, the McDLT. And that would explain a lot about how my life has turned out. But needless to say, you know, I love a good burger. Uh, all right. So COVID, COVID recap. Um, the numbers are down. That's good. Still 40 people dying in any given month is a bad thing. Uh, we've got we got vaccinations that are coming in. Make sure you stay up to date on the boosters. And especially if you're in the hot zones, if it gets really hot and you're inside with a lot of air conditioning, that's just you got to keep in mind that is that's going to be a bad thing. And and so you just you don't want to be careful yep. with that and avoid Kansas City at all costs. So that, that sounds like what we're saying at this point. You've got that right, brother. <laughs> I cannot and, uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, make sure your HVAC systems in your house and everything are working well. I mean, that's a that's a big thing. We're, we can we can nibble around the edges and get people, you know, slowly to get more masking because I I tell you there is something coming probably uh, in September and October. Uh, not not one of those major waves unless we have a fundamentally fundamentally different variant, but it's it's going to it's coming up again and i guarantee that so and you're um, also keeping track of, you're also keeping track of other things like avian flu and stuff like that which like you said if it's we're going to get another one of these it's going to it's going to come in you know they're probably coming so we just have to be prepared for it exactly go sidekick with dr joe or with greg bakken on uh, ghost box radio they neither one of them want me anywhere nearby if they're trying to actually convey seriousness because i crack too many jokes uh <laughs> Happy That's birthday! Why we love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Go out and take your Thank air monitor you. and ruin someone else's day. That well, there you go. There's your birthday gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> just go ask them. Are you sure you're all alive? I mean, just try to take Raise your hands if you can. All right. <laughs> when I'm fishing tonight, I'll let the fish know how the CO2 is doing. <laughs> well, it kind of a good point when you yank them out of the water but needless to say may you catch as many fish as you can have a great ribeye tonight my friend happy birthday and, and, and bless you my god we're smarter because of you and I, I thank you for all your knowledge that you give us every day thank you very much sir and the feelings mutual you uh you have a good one matt take Thanks care a lot for uh, wishes yep Doc, dr joe birthday boy dr joe here we'll take a break come on back it's the matt mcneil show right here on am 950